It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey folks, welcome again to another edition of DTNS Labs Interviews. This time, I'm very excited uh, to have Jack Conti, CEO of Patreon with us. Jack, thanks for joining us. Hey, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Also, thank you for getting annoyed at video monetization and starting Patreon all those years ago. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome. I'll, I'll, um, I'll thank myself, too. <laughs> um, yeah, what a, what a sucky problem. Uh, it's it's it seems to have have worked out uh, well for both of us, frankly. Um, but for for people who don't know, and I've heard you tell this story a bunch of times, uh, but but try to come up with your your latest version. Uh, how did you get the idea for Patreon? Why did you start it? Yeah, it it was really. Um, I'll, I'll tell the the quick version, which is, um, you know, it, at the beginning of 2013, I started working on a absolutely crazy music video um that involved uh, a 3d printed hexapod robot and a fully animatronic head that was singing lyrics to this dubstep remix that i was working on or actually not a remix an, an original song and um and i built a replica of the Lenny falcon cockpit in my studio i, I went totally uh totally wild on this video i i, I really went for it and i spent over ten thousand dollars making it. it was like the best thing i'd ever made in my life and um you know when i put it out it got a got a million views and I made a behind the scenes video that got about 150,000 views. Uh, and my fans, you know, knew how much work I'd put into it. You know, I, I, again, I, I maxed out two credit cards, spent over 10,000 bucks on it, spent three months of my life working on this. It got a great response from my community and my, my rev share paycheck from that video was, um, uh, you know, about $150. And so it didn't uh, cover your time, much less the yeah, expenses. Yeah. Didn't, didn't quite cover my time or expenses or even really get to a hundredth of the way there. And, um, and yeah, that was just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny actually when, you know, when you tell it as a story and everything and there's this, you know, it, it seems like such a clear discrepancy between, you know, the value of a thing and then the dollars you get that you get paid for it. But honestly, it's, it's like entirely demoralizing. And as a creative person to put that much work into something and then to, to like actually feel like you're making impact and then to see you, you know, to see the actual, the, the check come in for such a low amount and to know that that's happening systemically across the entire internet, across the entire world to every creative person on the planet. It's like, it, it made my stomach uh, curl up. And, um, and that's when I really started thinking about like, God, we gotta, we gotta fix this. And so, 
Patreon came about in order to fix that, right? Your idea was let's just ask people if they will give the money directly. Yeah, I mean that that was the 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 first the first version of the product and the first the, the the reason that it that it came out in the first place was was exactly that like hey there is a big discrepancy between what creative between the impact that creative people have on the world and then the dollars they get paid at the end of the month for that impact. And the first version of the project of the product was literally just solving that problem. So how has it changed since then? I mean, because at first, I know your idea of being a musician was uh, was sort of the idea of like, oh, you be a patron, uh, I'll make a song, you pay me for that song, you know, I'll make CDs, etc. And then podcasters like me came along and artists uh, creating artwork came along and all these people started using it for ways that maybe you had kind of had a notion for, but maybe were entirely unanticipated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sort of two. There are two big things that um, that are are leading to to changes. And um, the first is, you know, folks like you came along and started using the product. And um, and you know, yes, you're you're a creator, but you're building a, a media company. You know, you're and and you you know you're hiring people and a, and a co-host and and um and it's it it feels bigger and we realized oh my gosh creators need crm they need cms they need um you know help with tax prep <laughs> like all the things that you would need to run a small business media company um which by the way didn't exist really five years ago ten years ago um but all the things that a small business needs to operate well guess what creators need that too like they're running real legitimate operations that are building value for the world and like giving people a lot of joy and and not only do they deserve to be paid for that they have to be able to run those things um you know in a viable sustainable um way with the proper tooling and and the and the proper connection to society and um and so you know, we've really started focusing on helping creators build out small business media companies. That's sort of the first thing. And then the second thing that we kind of realized is, oh, my gosh, this this choice of ours to make a product that serves um, all creators as opposed to like, oh, we're helping musicians or we're helping podcasters or we're helping YouTubers like Patreon was one of the first companies that said, no, no, no. Um, the, the, the people that we're helping are creators. It was a um, it was an opinion that we had about the, the type of people that Patreon is for. And then we realized, oh, my gosh, no one else is building products for these people. <laughs> no one else is building products for creators. Um, and 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 creators, uh, basically, the, the result of that is are an underserved population. Um, you know, it's hard for creators to get loans. It's hard for creators to interface with financial systems. It's hard for creators to get health insurance. It's hard for creators to save for retirement and, you know, um, all those things. And so the long-term vision of the company is to really be uh, a product for creators and to help keep building them, um, you know, uh, products and solutions and services, much like, you know, a, a SaaS company would build products and services and solutions for, you know, their audience. I know that's going to strike some people as very far from that first story. Like you're, you're throwing around words like CRM and SaaS, uh, which all make sense from someone like me who's doing the business. But what about people who are like, hey, man, I thought this was about the community. I thought this was about the connection between the artist and the people who enjoy their art. That's precisely what all those things on the back end are for. They're to, they're literally just to enable the community. And they're just um, at the end of the day, it's the it's the tooling that a that a creator needs in order to 
have a stronger connection with their community. So the result of CRM is, guess what? Tighter community with your patrons and a better understanding of who your patrons are and why and what they need and what they want and what they like doing with you and the kinds of things that they enjoy and the kinds of things that they don't. So all those things are tools to help creators build like vibrant, excited, engaged communities. So that sort of got you in trouble in December, uh, as as anybody in our audience knows at, at DTNS, uh, with what has been dubbed the fiasco, uh, where you were trying to solve a problem for creators because you're creator focused and accidentally created a problem not only just for a few other creators, but also for the community that supports them. So I know you've learned a ton from that. Uh, how are you moving forward on that respect, not specifically on the fee aspect of it, but on wrapping your brain around how to balance being creator focused in a way that also helps creators help their community? Totally. Um, that I'll, Maybe I'll just start by saying that product rollout was like the worst product rollout <laughs> in Patreon's history. I'm sure. <laughs> uh like that, that was, I mean, to call it a fiasco, um, is, is the understatement of the year. Um, it was a, it was a disaster and we really messed it up and uh, I'm never going to let that happen again. Um, and, and yeah, some of the, some of the lessons were, gosh, um, we've got to do way more qualitative research, um, with both creators and patrons, um, when it comes to anything surrounding payments, part of the, part of our error was that we inserted ourselves between a creator and their audience. And that is a total no, no. Honestly, for me, it's like, it's the thing that has pissed me off about big tech companies. And here's this, company that that you know that I've been part of since the beginning and and co-founded and boom I I I found myself doing that and it was the such a horrible you know moment for me just personally looking in the mirror and going like god how how could I let this happen so um so so one way that we're correcting that is we're doing way more qualitative research between creators and patrons. We're always making sure that we're talking with people, not just running A-B tests. Like at the end of the day, people are people, not robots, and we have to talk with folks and, and hear folks' opinions. Um, the other big thing we're doing is, is you know, giving creators way more lead time. And it turns out, you know, there, there's a whole org that helps with this is product marketing, which is interfacing with the community, interfacing with creators, rolling out messaging months ahead of time, getting folks feedback. Um, so, um, that's a second big thing. And then a third big thing is just inviting creators um, and patrons into uh, our home. So, uh, you know, we're holding these creator roundtables. We did Patreon on tour, um, starting a creator advisory board. Um, and that's just moments where Patreon opens up the curtain with our with our creators and we show folks, you know, here's what's going on. Here's how we're thinking about things. Here's the big strategic decisions coming up and we get everyone's take on it. That stuff has helped so much. Um, in addition, we hired a head of product who co-founded a company called Beatport back in the day and is just a wonderful, like, customer-obsessed product leader. And um, I really think he's driving a, a huge change at Patreon. So, you know, we've done a bunch of things and I, you know, I, I, I think it, I, I feel the change internally and I'm, I'm uh, you know, we're, we can never let that happen again. It's, it's a really difficult problem for not just your company, but all companies, all organizations, myself included, to navigate where we've gone from, I don't know, when I was growing up in the 80s, 
company did something, maybe you complained about it to your friends and that was it, right? Every once in a while, somebody might get a letter to the editor published or a ride into the head of a company angry. Uh, but today, everything happens in real time. And there's there's this disconnect that I saw particularly in the fiasco, but not for the first time, which was you telling people we're going to do something and people saying, why didn't you tell us? And it was like, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> they are telling you. And it, it's not, it's, it's a miss. It's a disconnect where people want to be told in a particular way that gives them a chance to feel like they have, they've been heard. Uh, and, and, and it sounds like that's the kind of thing you're trying to negotiate now. Yeah. I mean, look, I, it's no one's fault, but our own, like, it's not, it's not creators being unreasonable. We, we messed up. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I hear you on like people saying, you know, like, Hey, why didn't you tell us? And, and I was saying, well, we are telling you, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but more lead time, like, especially for things regarding payments, like these are people's businesses that we're talking about. Like, this is your business, Tom, you know, for, for, for thousands and thousands of creators, this is their monthly paycheck. This is their livelihood. Anything that affects that, um, we've got to give folks lead time on like we're talking about people building hiring plans for the year and scaling their companies using Patreon's technology and payment systems. That is a mega responsibility. And we have to be respectful of the fact that like subtle tweaks and small changes can really affect a creator's livelihood and their community's happiness. And, and that that's precisely like where we messed up and, and what we need to do better on next time. Cause I I've run into the same things where uh, I change a logo and all of a sudden, everyone is like, hold on. Why did you change your logo? I don't like that logo. I know you guys yeah. have had a similar situation as well. Yeah. Uh, and recently, I wanted to change the name of the version that has the pre and post show of DTNS that goes on the Patreon feed. Mm. And knowing what I know from years of experience and, and making mistakes, I, I slowly just started to ask people, what do you think? Give me ideas. Making sure that people got introduced to the idea of making a change before announcing a change or even deciding what it was going to be named for multiple reasons. One is getting those good ideas that you wouldn't have thought of, uh, but also getting people used to the idea like, hey, we are going to change something. Let's all get comfortable with that. Uh, and that's something, I mean, companies didn't used to have to do at all. Right? It's, a, it's a huge difference in being more connected. It's not that people weren't angry. It's that they didn't have anywhere to express their anger or their discomfort or their criticism or their good ideas. Uh, it, it, there just wasn't this, this continuous constant ability to access each other and talk to each other. And frankly, I think that goes beyond just our particular instances, but that's, that's one of the things we're seeing play out in the whole world right now, politically and otherwise. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet 
strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, two points on that. First, you know, the idea of change management um, is becoming increasingly important for companies, especially, you know, web companies are are built on continuous deployment and, and making changes all the time. And so building systems internally to make sure that, you know, to distinguish between small changes and big changes and changes that are going to make people mad and changes that people won't care about, like, turns out that's actually really hard. But But you need to have... You need to have systems in place that identify those types of changes and and proactively push them to the public to get opinions back and to make sure that people feel taken care of and heard and that we're not pulling the rug out from any you know from anyone. Um, so yeah, change management is like increasingly important and and even internally, you know, giving people previews of decisions and letting even letting people know that hey, there's a contentious decision coming up and we think everybody's going to be split on it. Half people are going to be you know really excited and are begging for this, and the other half of people are are going to be kind of bummed about it and um and that decision is coming up and we have to make it so if you have opinions about it you know let us know um even like moments like that where where you just you get an opportunity to see how the community responds to things can help um and then finally i think you know the idea that um it it maybe the the thing that that stings the most about it is i think a lot of people the first especially on on social media and twitter and and facebook the first sort of assumption is malice yeah. when in fact you know there's there's just system and and again i take full i'm not trying to to say that i don't take responsibility for this I, I, at the end of the day i'm the ceo the buck stops with me this is completely my fault and i take full responsibility for that um and like i also know internally that you know, uh, th- this wasn't like anyone wanted to hurt anyone else. It was um, it's a combination of systems and, and not identifying information properly and not proactively pushing it properly. That idea of change management is something I don't think people hear discussed very often, uh, because like you say, there are small changes that companies make all the time that nobody notices or cares about uh, or even likes because they just make something easier. Identifying what those changes are going to be ahead of time is is way harder than then you think everyone, <laughs> uh, anyone who's had to do it uh, knows this. Like there are changes that I have made where I make the gamble. I'm like, you know what? I think if I ask, they're going to say they don't want this. But if I just do it, they won't notice and it will work. And and it's, it's a risk. Uh, and, and that kind of assessment is a skill. It's a it's a new skill. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge skill. And then, you know, think about scaling that skill. Um, you know, rapidly to, to hundreds of yeah. people 
and and building systems to automatically identify those changes. Um, you know that there's there's um, it's that that's ultimately that's Patreon's job, right? We we have to do that. We have to get better at that, and we will. Yeah. Um, but, well, and that's but, uh, every company's yeah, I mean, job. I mean, Google has to do it at a hundred thousand times what most companies do. Like that that is a common common thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about who you think Patreon is for, and who do you think it's not for. Uh, or is there anybody? If you know, I, I guess it's it's not for somebody who doesn't want to make money. <laughs> uh, I, or maybe I'm wrong there. Like, what what do you think? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, who Patreon is for um, from the creator perspective and, and the patron perspective is is pretty clear for me. And um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll caveat this with saying like this is one of those contentious things, but I, but I, I'm happy to explain the logic here. So, Patreon is for creators with established followings who post regularly online. That's who Patreon is for on the creator side, um, and on the fan side, it's for their most devoted, most excited fans. Um, it's for the fans who who want to put their money where their mouth is. It's for their fans who whose lives have been affected so much by that creator um, that they that they want to be a part of that creator's uh, financial sustainability. Um, so the reason you know the, the contentious part is the established followings part. You know when I when I say create, you know Patreon is for creators with established followings who post regularly online. Um, you know the first reply is like, well, do you not care about like small creators? Like, what about creators who who don't have an audience yet? Like, don't, is, are you telling me that you literally don't care about those people? And, and my answer to that is, look, it's, it's, it's not that, it's not that we don't care. It's just that that's a completely different problem. Helping a creator like make money and helping a, helping a popular creator make money versus helping a, a budding creator get discovered are two completely different problems with two completely different products and two completely different solution sets. And furthermore, there are a lot of companies that are helping creators get discovered from YouTube to SoundCloud to Facebook and Twitter. Um, discovery platforms are really important. Um, but if Patreon tried to fight the discovery battle, if we try to be a better video site than YouTube, if we try to be you know, a better conversation site than Facebook, I mean, we're going to lose that battle. That's not a war we can win. Um, the, the, the problem that we can solve that we can be really focused on is, you know, for creators who, who do have followings, how do we help, how do we help them build sustainable income? And that's where we've chosen to focus. And again, that's one of those, you know, contentious decisions. Um, but it's an important one. And I think it's, it's been the reason that why Patreon has been able to help creators get paid as much as we have is because we've been hyper-focused on that one clear problem. Yeah, I think it's smart not to try to be all things for any company. Uh, and it sounds like what you're saying is there, there, you could start a Patreon with a small or, or zero audience, but you won't make, you won't take a best advantage of what Patreon's good at because Patreon is good at, ca at monetizing that audience about at helping that audience, uh, contribute to your art or, or your product. And it isn't good at building the audience. Uh, so you need to use something else to get to that point where you can take best advantage of this particular tool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the way you said it is, is exactly right. Like 
you know, Patreon is not a product for audience building. We, we're not good at that. It's not our specialty. It's not our core competency. We don't have products that solve that problem. Um, but in terms of the monetization angle, Patreon is the best in the world. And, and, you know, for us to, for us to focus on that is just, is so important. Otherwise, you know, otherwise we're, we're going to get spread so thin that we, that we aren't good at helping creators make money. Is, which is our mission and our reason for existing in the yeah. first place. It's not that you don't care. I mean, you can invite me over to your house and I care about you, but I'm going to be much better at helping you record a podcast than cleaning your bathtub. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm not good at all things. And it's not because I don't care. Come on, Tom. Will you please clean my bathtub? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll try. I'll give it a shot. Just, you're going to be disappointed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up here, uh, I, I think one of the toughest things that, that you have to to deal with as a company focused on a creator dealing with their community is that line between a creator taking advantage of the system uh, appropriately and inappropriately. There's always going to be the people who take advantage of the system. And there's always going to be the people that everyone else agrees. Yeah, that's fraud. That's spam. Get them off, kick them off. What do you do about the lines, particularly where you have strong communities who say, well, hold on, you're saying they broke the, the rule, but we don't think they did. Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, trust and safety, uh, which is which is the team that is responsible for um, building and executing on content policy, is one of the most contentious, divisive uh, topics, I think, on, you know, in, in um, you know, community-driven software products today. It, it just is. Um and uh, the way we deal with it is we hire really incredible, experienced people. We invest proactively in resourcing that team and making sure that making sure that team has the dollars and the people that they need to ensure that humans are making decisions instead of AI mm-hmm. making decisions. Um, the other thing to realize is because Patreon um, is sending people money. Um, not only does that mean that we have a greater responsibility to avoid false positives and making a bad decision, right? We do not want to make a bad decision. Um, I'm not saying we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, right a hundred percent of the time. And because of that, we have an appeals process. If you email trust and safety at Patreon, you can talk to a human, you know, a lot of platforms, if, if there's a content policy decision that you're unhappy about, you can't talk to a human being. Um, but if you're a creator and, and you feel like, something's been wrong and you've been misidentified. Um, you can talk to a human being at Patreon and they'll walk you through the whole process and you can submit, you know, evidence and you can, um, you can go through a full appeal process. So, so those, those are some of the, some of the key things, but, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to really thorough, fair content policy that isn't identity based. It's not okay. Whether you're this type of person or that type of person, or whether you're a Democrat or whether you're a Republican, um, that would be terrible content policy. Instead, it's behavioral based. What did you do? What can, do we have a screenshot of the tweet where you said the thing? Did you threaten a person? Um, did you fire a gun at another human? Are you selling weapons on your Patreon page? Like there's, there's some very clear behavioral things that allow that allow you to write very clear content policy and make most of the time very clear cut decisions. Not to say that some of them aren't going to be contentious because creators are wonderful at building audiences. That's their strong suit. And so of course an audience is going to be upset about that. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to make sure that, um, that we're not sending people money who are, you know, going to kill someone or hurt someone or derail a train or do something, you know, awful. Um, and that's, that's a tough line. 
All right. Let's uh, let's finish on on a on an up note. Uh, I'd I'd love to to just talk to you in general about the internet sometime and and, and where it's going and hopes and dreams and all of that. But if, sure. but if you could leave us with your hope for Patreon, what what is the hope for the positive that Patreon can do? Yeah. So so here's my hope for Patreon. I think Patreon is going to be a lens uh, that uh, that that we look through. Um, that will constantly look at the look at the world through the eyes of a creator and find problems for creators and solve those problems. Um, I think that's going to do a bunch of important things. One, it's going to put pressure on other tech companies to be very creator focused, so that all their creators don't jump ship and come to Patreon. And that means that we're going to see lots of other tech companies start to solve problems for creators. We're already seeing that YouTube has built a clone of Patreon. Facebook is building a clone of Patreon. Um, like these are awesome some things where we're patreon's presence alone and the amount of money you know last year we sent creators over 150 million dollars other tech companies are seeing this and they're starting to build for creators that in and of itself is an awesome outcome um and then i think beyond that uh you know my, my hope for patreon and 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 the internet um besides just being that lens that's constantly solving problems for creators is that you know i i hope that we can Help, we, we can help weave creators into the fabric of society instead of treating them as as you know as outcasts and and pariahs sort of at the edge of society and not being integrated in society and not being able to get a loan from a bank and not being able to save for retirement um, that we can actually view creators as financially sustainable viable businesses that have a place in the modern economy that are respected and uh, and and um, and viewed on a on a pedestal um, by society and 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 I, what I think you know down the road that's going to create is kids graduating high school and college, you know they're going to look at being a creator as an option. It's going to be I could be a doctor, I could be a lawyer, I could be a podcaster, I could be a, mm. a YouTuber. Like it will just be another thing that you can do that your parents will be proud of and that your friends will respect and that society holistically um, views as a legitimate career path. Well, uh, I I would like that too. <laughs> so that sounds really good to me. Uh, folks, if you want to find out more about Patreon and you somehow are subscribing to this show and don't know, go to patreon.com. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell folks about before we finish up here? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's everything, Tom. Uh, you can also add slash DTNS to the end of that patreon.com and then then you can support us directly on Patreon and you'll get these episodes early. If you're a patron, you're already getting this episode the same day that I recorded it with Jack. Otherwise, it goes into the feed a little bit later. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash DTNS. Thanks for supporting us. Make it not possible for us to do these kinds of extra shows and DTNS labs and experimental things and interviews. And we'll talk to you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... 
Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.